0: This is Tonkabon episode 72. This week we'll be going over table contents for Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 25 and also be announcing and kind of giving some background info on our new series that we're going to be covering uh, in the middle of the week every week. Uh, my name is Cole Greco and join me as usual is my co-host Jude Knoll. Jude, how's it going?
1: Pretty good. I think I'm actually more curious to know how your day went yesterday because uh, you went to see both of our favorite teams, the uh-huh. Reds and the Yankees, play in Cincinnati and yeah. the Reds uh, lost the second game <laughs> of the series. They also lost the first one. I'm mm-hmm. pretty bummed about it. But that last game was actually pretty exciting. Like, even yeah, it was though good. it sucked for us, it was like good, mm-hmm. good watching.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a good time. It was fun. We had, so there were like 14 of us in our group because some of my family came down, like my dad, uh, you know, my brother, or sister all came. So we had, we had like a, a pretty big group and... It's funny. We were like, man, I think we found the pocket of Yankee fans because there were like another probably like 10 or 15 Yankee yeah. fans sort of around us. Um, but then kind of looking out, it was probably – I don't know if I was necessarily surprised, but I guess a little bit surprised that like it was maybe like sixty-five, thirty-five. you know, Reds fans, Yankees fans. There were a, a lot mm-hmm. of Yankees fans there, which – I mean, you know, kind of makes sense. It's probably the, the biggest fan base and yeah. obviously has like a lot of people like a, a big like bandwagon team, too. So, you know, you end up with fans just kind of wherever. Um, so that was actually like pretty cool. But um, yeah, it was a good time. It was a a, a good game. I thought we were going to see uh, some garbage with both of the uh, the starting pitchers, but they, they both ended
1: up doing all right. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually you when you mentioned the amount of Yankees fans in the stadium. Mm-hmm. I, I even recognized that like from the TV broadcast because whenever like Aaron Judge would come up to bat, you'd oh, just hear yeah. this like explosion of mm-hmm. applause in the background, or like yeah. even when the Reds made a bad play, you'd
0: hear cheering mm-hmm. on the broadcast. Yeah, I think I think Judge had like an RBI single, maybe maybe in uh the tenth inning, or maybe it was like. Uh, in the middle of the game i don't remember which but uh there was a an mvp chant that that broke out That was actually <laughs> like you know it wasn't just like 10 people's loud enough it was like oh I, I bet you could hear that on the field kind of deal <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but, for you
1: what was it mm-hmm. that like drew you to or your family to the yankees back in
0: the day yeah so my family is from like uh like the Philadelphia, like South Jersey area, my dad's family is. So mm-hmm. like, I think what it was, so they're all, they're mostly big, like Philly sports fans. Like we're all Sixers fans, but yeah. I think it was, I don't know if my, I have my timeline exactly right, but it's it, around these eras that like when my great grandfather was growing up, the Yankees were like crazy, crazy good because they had like, you know, yeah. Lou Gehrig and Yogi Berra, and stuff <laughs> like that. So, and I don't know, like Philly might not have even had a team then, because I know that like the like the Philadelphia team store, of like because they were the Philadelphia A's and stuff at one point. So like I don't know when all that sort of started and shifted. Yeah. So they may not have even had a team, or if they did, it's like New York is still close enough that you know you could you would get the radio broadcasts and things like that. So he started cheering for the Yankees, and then when my grandfather was growing up, they had like Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris and, like, those guys. So, they were obviously really good. So, he still kept cheering for them. And then when my dad was growing up, they were still pretty decent. And then, obviously, when I was growing up, they had, you know, Derek Jeter yeah. and Mariano Rivera. So, it was sort of, like, every kind of generation, you know, just, like, further – you're not going to like stray away from your family's fandom at a certain point, but it's also like there's no reason to because they were just a good team to watch anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think watching that game really made me
1: realize the separation between the AL East and the NL Central. Oh, yeah. Because like the Yankees mm-hmm. are, they're still in last place, right? And no, they're, they're like, in, they're in third
0: now. Yeah. Uh, but, they, oh, okay. but they like I just like got in yeah. last place.
1: <laughs> Like the Reds and the Yankees are probably in about the same place in their division, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) it really showed. Like the Yankees just really made it look like pretty effortless, and the Mm -hmm. Reds generally just have to like grind for every run. They don't have any power hitters, so they just got to string together singles. It It actually feels more like. The way the Reds play right now feels more like Japanese baseball than mm-hmm. American baseball. They, they actually bunt for singles a lot, which you like never see in the majors.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the Reds play more like the way that people, I think, want baseball to be. Yeah. <laughs> Not <Yankisa>. by choice. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, it was funny, too, because I know they have, like, those three young pitchers that I was like, oh, it'd be cool to see any of those because, you know, if you looked up three years from now one of them was an All-Star, you wouldn't be, like, surprised, right? Yeah. Um, and then we ended up uh, seeing Luke Weaver, who's just, like, <laughs> journeyman, like, guy just you put as your five man for every team for his whole career. <laughs>
1: This may have been like one of his best outings in forever though. I was mm-hmm. really expecting him to get shelled, and instead he he like kind of held his own for a little bit. Yeah, he was and He cruising. made this like bizarre play at first base where he like <laughs> caught the ball on his knees and then dove to get the
0: guy out at first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah, but it was a it was a fun time. It was the first like MLB game I've been to. I saw Reds and Pirates in 2018. And then first Yankee game I saw since they were in Cincinnati in 2017 when I saw Tanaka pitch. Nice. And then I saw them again, Reds and Yankees, in like 2014 or 2015. But I couldn't find when the game would have been because mm. I distinctly remember my dad and my brother drove up for the game. And they're like, oh, you know, do you, like, you know, they're playing. Do you want to go? But I was at NKU and had a night class. So I got there late because <laughs> my night class ended at like or maybe yeah. I left it early and like left at seven or something like that and the game started at 710 so I got there like a few innings in um but I can't fun- like i'm trying I was trying to go through like the you know the the seasons and the schedules I couldn't figure out when it would have been where I would have been in school and they would have been That's like weird. you know driving up because it would have had to be like either you know like April or May or August or September. And they only played them in like July or something. So I was like, I, I have no clue uh-huh. what this situation was. Yeah, <laughs> but Weird. maybe I made it up. Maybe they didn't even play the Yankees, but I'm I'm almost <laughs> certain they did.
1: This is this is your you're in a coma right now, and dude. For real, that just exists in a memory yeah. of the game
0: itself. Yeah, exactly. It's this is my Ichinose family's deadly sins. <laughs> <laughs> all right well do we want to hop into uh issue 25 here yeah let's go another another one piece cover issue Mm -hmm. back to business as usual exactly back back to normal uh so the the cover and lead color page goes to one piece with color pages uh for new ways exorcist uh the new series from last week my hero academia and then cypher academy gets its first color page since uh i think it's second chapter um, at the number one spot is Sakamoto Days, followed by Akana Banashi and Blue Box is number three. Then we get our uh, two series with a new bad, Tenmaku Cinema and Do Retry. At number four is Jujutsu Kaisen, and then our final new, new series, Kill Blue. At number five is Witch Watch. Then at number 6 we have Undead Unluck followed by Ichinose family's deadly sins, Mission Zakuro family, the elusive samurai and then me and RoboCo rounds out the top 10. And then our bottom 3 of Fabricant 100, Mashal, and Black Clover. Um yeah, first off, as a whole kind of weird table of contents. Um there's a a lot of series running right now. Um which I feel like we said uh, <laughs> yeah. like a week or two ago, we we're like, man, there's nothing in the magazine. And now <laughs> it's just like packed full because I guess none of the series are off except for, you know, Rude Dragon, Hunter, Hunter. Um, but none of the, you know, our, our mainstay series are off.
1: Yeah, it's weird to see what's at the bottom too. Fabricant 100 actually two spots out of the cellar and we've got mm-hmm. Black Clover and Mashal beneath it, yeah. which are two series that like, not getting acts soon, but are probably ending mm-hmm. on their own terms pretty soon.
0: Me and yeah. Robico
1: in the gutter once again. I think this is two Second weeks week in a row, in a row for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm not too mad though, because like up top we've got a bunch of series that I do like. We've got mm-hmm. Cypher Academy with the color page. We got Sakamoto Kane Blue Box with the sort of new era trio. Yeah, taking the top spots. I'm I'm totally
0: cool with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the top 5, the top 5 like actual numbered ones are pretty, uh, you know, uh pretty big Takamon faves, you know, Sakamoto days, Akanabanashi, Blue Box, you know, there's Jujutsu yeah. Kaisen in there and then number 5 is Witch Watch. So like, you know, those are, those are all our series.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly though, even just looking at this, I'm kind of realizing like a lot of our favorite series really are out here thriving. Mm-hmm. Like Yosefam kind of in the middle. Elusive, same, like all the ones we feel sort of not like animosity towards, mm-hmm. but like just, yeah, like the mid series are in the middle. Yeah. The boring series, kind of near the end. I'm like, this mm-hmm. really reflects my
0: own feelings towards a lot of these series. Yeah, and I will say this: this week I felt I don't know if like jaded is the right word, but uh, I, I guess like a little jaded towards uh, like Weekly Shonen Jump. Like I was reading some yeah. of these, and you know I've just been been spending more time with like some other hobbies, and some of these I'm like, man, like I've got to read freaking Undead Unlock. I've got to read Yo yeah. Zocker Family. So like it's nice to see them. Like it's nice to see the series that I like I, I do read and do get excited about excited about like near the top here and some of these other ones like Sort of languishing the way that I you know, I feel like this does kind of reflect my feelings of Weekly Show and Jump as a whole right now, too, which is which is nice,
1: (laughs) yeah. And I think just like the excitement surrounding the release of this manga, Mm it's kind of put things into perspective for me as well,
0: yeah. And there was a I was listening to a a podcast earlier this week, too, that was talking about uh, they were talking about this in the context of video games, but I think it applies to manga, too, is they're like you know there's so many just kind of 7 out of 10 series or you know like games that it's sort of like yeah. you don't need to mess with those unless there's some particular reason right like 90% of series are a 7 out of 10 because they're all competent so it's like is right. that even impressive anymore and that's how i feel that like you know, Undead Unlocked, Fam, Elusive Samurai. That's sort of how I feel about those series. It's like, maybe those aren't quite 7 out of 10s, but they're just like, they're not doing anything that's like technically wrong. Like, they're fine yeah. series in the grand scheme of things, but it's like, you know, I, I can't ever recommend someone like read any of those series at this point. <laughs> I think that even extends to other stuff like
1: music as well. Because mm-hmm. like freelancing for Pitchfork, sometimes I'm like, everything I review it, and everything, like, the website reviews in general mm-hmm. falls in that, like, 6.5 to 7.5 range. Yeah. And a lot of people, like, complain about that, but to be honest, like, with the amount of music that comes out that I'm, like, able to listen to and just, like, everyone's able to listen to through streaming, mm-hmm. I think you get the similar effect where everything just kind of coalesces towards, like, slightly above mid
0: because yeah. mm-hmm. everything's just, like, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then... Yeah, thinking – they were they were mentioning on there and, like, thinking about it kind of critically, too. It's like, so does that mean that, like, a, there's kind of a mid 6 or 7 out of 5 or a 6 or 7 out of 10 series? We should really just be making that, like, a 3, right? Like, Undead Unluck – Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Undead Unluck is the perfect embodiment of that where it's, like you – know, it's probably, like, a 6 out of 10, right? Like, it's fine. It's had some yeah. good moments, had some cool spots. But it's like, man, if I really had to sit down, it's like – I'm giving Undead Unluck, like, a three. Like, you don't you don't need to read that. Like, unless you see it and you're like, man, that seems really cool. I want that specific thing. You can do that and, like, have an all right time and be unoffended and, like, go about your day. But, like, there's no reason to ever crack open Volume 1 of Undead Unluck when there's so much other good stuff out there to read.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Maybe criticism, like... I feel like criticism's gotten less harsh, like like mainstream cultural criticism mm-hmm. over the past 10 years, but maybe it needs to go harder because like yeah. you're right, you can just like you can pick up anything and mm-hmm. read it and like I feel like there's no reason to let something grow or people don't have the incentive to let something like grow on you, yeah. especially I manga takes like mm-hmm. people sleep on how long it takes to actually read through something. I'll I'll get to it, like, later in my, like, recommendation section, but, Mm -hmm. like, even just trying to complete something on the Viz manga app that you're not crazy about. It's a haul. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think that, like, actually video games and manga are pretty decent analog because they have pretty similar time frames. Like, I think I did the math of, like, how long it took me to read through one piece, and it was, like, 90 hours or something, which makes sense because that's, like, you know – that's like The Witcher 3 or something. That's like a, a video <laughs> game you get and you're like, okay, this is a this is a long game, this is what I'm doing. Like this is you know, I'm gonna yeah. grind through this. Um Yeah, and I feel like you know, it's video games are, are different because just kind of being being playable automatically means like, well, this game is fine then, that's a five. And I feel like manga is kind of the same way. It's like every manga is is readable and it's just all right so it's like to be worse than yeah. a five you'd almost have to it, like your art would have to be illegible it'd have to be something i'm creating
1: <laughs> right it, it would have to be something that roman creates in Sket dance
0: exactly which is just you know we're, we're never going to read that over here <laughs> right but uh yeah to get back into our table content discussion uh so cover page goes to one piece um, cool stuff happened in One Piece. We're at a, a pretty pretty big moment. We're getting, we got the return of a, uh, you know, I don't want to, I guess, spoil it for anyone that's maybe a little bit behind, but we got the return of a, a fan favorite character, one of the, the biggest characters, one of the biggest reveals from Ooh. a recent arc too. So, you know, he's he's back into the fold. So, we're going to get a little bit of a flashback arc, I think, here coming up. Or maybe not like an arc, but you know, he's gonna he's gonna tell his side of the story, I guess. Um, so it was cool to see that. Cool to cool to see some of the, um, you know, get into kind of the the political stuff that goes on in the background of One Piece, which I think mm-hmm. is sometimes hit or miss. But you know, it's it's nice to to break up the the big fights with you know a little yeah. stuff that's a little a little more cerebral, I guess. Um, so excited <laughs> about that. Um, our next color page: Nui's Exorcist um no i can't do this one this is
1: this is terrible Man. i feel like we've been we said that about um do retry yeah i don't this one might be worse but so like I have, worse in a boring way
0: yeah so i have thoughts on new eyes exorcist i think new eyes exorcist is just pure content this is like yeah. a, a filler <laughs> a filler manga in the weekly shonen jump like you know a season here it, yeah like There is no way that anyone read this chapter one. And like, I'm not even saying that you can't read chapter one and be like, I'm into it. Like, if you're an Exorcist series person, maybe there's something about one of these characters (laughs) that, you know, you vibe with. That's fine, right? Like, this is almost the what I'm talking about. This is not the 7 out of 10 series. This is just a 5 out of 10 series where it's like, there's nothing inherently just looking at it that's like, this is bad right like the art is yeah what it it's fine the setup is the same setup for like 10 series so it's like if it was okay for those series it's okay for this one but there's no way anyone reading this chapter one is like yeah this will probably stick around like even if you like it how if you follow this stuff at all you know <laughs> this one's getting axed this is not lasting yeah. at <laughs> all. What? why did they put this in here it's funny i'm looking
1: at the like manga plus comment section Mm -hmm. who usually tend to be like extremely optimistic about things and Mm -hmm. even here they're right on the money people are saying like chat gpt manga yes um generic like exorcist series number 1000 Mm -hmm. like if people in manga plus are saying it sucks on chapter one then it really
0: sucks <laughs> yeah the the first reddit thread I saw on this was people shitting on it and it's like man if even the kind of yeah the the people who leave comments about series like these are able to <laughs> kind of see behind the curtain and see how bad it is you really messed up like I can I cannot imagine that the editors like greenlit this series and are like We've got one here, boys. Like this is, yeah. you know, this is saying we're getting that bonus this year. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think this one won an award, which I don't know who was reviewed. Who who yeah. was who was on that panel? Was it like Kubo, Kazue Kato, and like someone else with a big exorcist series? <laughs> like, yeah. who, who's doing this? And I just, man, this one was bad. It like, like I said, the art is like. It's just, it's manga art. The story is it's every action series you've ever seen. The the dialogue though is just atrocious. It's horrible.
1: There's one panel that I sent you the uh, the other day that just really annoyed me because it's a joke you see when like a manga just has no ideas and they're trying to go for like the most bottom of the barrel gag ever where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a girl, but she, she plays smash bros. Yep. She's combo edge guarding me without letting up in our very first match.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, come on, this, this sucks. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. And also they're playing what looks to be like street fighter. Can't combo yeah. edge guard in street <laughs> fighter. Doesn't work exactly. that way. There's no edges. <laughs> <laughs> And, like,
1: (laughs) the character designs are really weird, too, because I feel like they're too realistically proportioned to be, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that about the girl, because she definitely still, like, has manga biology. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm saying, like, the people, like, their, like, heads and limbs feel too, like, accurately sized
0: that's the thing the guy but with they the bowl still cut, look like manga characters yeah yeah like the bowl cut character in manga normally is like a little bit goofy but this guy just looks like creepy he looks like slenderman with the bowl cut or something
1: <laughs> no for real like you know what this does look like and the ai comments really were on point because i don't know if you've seen that tiktok like ai filter where you can sort of like take a selfie of yourself and then it turns you into like a dolly type Mm -hmm. anime character Mm -hmm. it looks just like that where you just sort of like take a picture of your face and turn yourself (laughs) into an anime character using ai like these people look machine generated
0: Mm -hmm. you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of that that really trash one that we read on jump plus where like the the teacher drives the bus uh like, he, yes. ta- he takes that, like, drinks that rat, uh like, you know, whatever, uh, like, rat killer stuff or something like that, and then drives the bus yeah. off the bridge and kills everyone. It reminds <laughs> me a lot of that. It's much less edgy, but the same, like, just gross style.
1: Yeah, as much as, like, you know, obviously, I'm anti-bullying or whatever, but mm-hmm. I do feel like bullying is one of the worst tropes when it comes to like a sort of pilot episode of a manga like Mm -hmm. they don't they don't have any way to generate pathos they're like oh we'll just show somebody getting like bullied in the most absolute like extreme (laughs) bordering on torture manner and now you now you have to feel bad for this guy
0: Yep. It's, it's like, um, uh, are you familiar with the band Black Veil Brides? Yes. (laughs) So, uh, you know, that was a band that we used to shit on all the time in high school. And they had this song, Knives and Pins, where the video was just like- I know what you're talking about. (laughs) This guy walking through the school and people were writing like, you know, it's, they're putting like homophobic, like, uh, words on like these papers just like pinning them to his lock and he's like ripping them off and like one people don't really do that. And also it's like Yeah. This dude like he's just a normal dude wearing like a uh, he's just wearing like a bandana around his neck. And it's it's just like the most cheesy looking just most ridiculous like depiction of bullying. It's like, man, <laughs> like what are we doing? <laughs> that yeah, like- that's what I feel like all manga bullying is, is they're just they're taking a page out of a uh, Andy Byrcex book. <laughs>
1: All, all this guy did all this guy needed to do was just like not have a bowl cut and he could have made it
0: dude for real yeah or at least get a better one like you know the splatoon bowl cuts look better than that yeah
1: and and the way they bully people in these types of manga is really weird too like they basically like strip this dude down to his briefs yeah and for real <laughs> beat him up like <laughs> It reminds me of, like, the type of stuff you'd see in a Vice News, like, gang initiation mm-hmm. documentary.
0: Yep, yep, exactly. Or something that would happen in, like, One Tree Hill, and it's like, man, that doesn't really <laughs> happen. Like, no one's taking yeah. some other dude's pants off in the locker room <laughs> in high school. Like, I'm not doing that. What do you mean? <laughs> um, our, our next series, uh, color page goes to My Hero Academia um i can't get down with this past chapter of my hero academia we got like the whole family coming in it was also extremely short which i did like give me more (laughs) 11 page my hero academia chapters please
1: yeah that's like one thing that kind of annoys me about recent chapters is that they'll open with like something that looks much cooler than what you're actually about to get like Mm -hmm. we got the class b students like doing their thing we see like these shots of crowds where there are these for some reason like star wars looking robots that have apparently always been a part of ua <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is that they're like they're like once you're once you're to the surface the ua robots can transport you to the safety like what ua robots i've never seen these things in my life mm-hmm. and they look like droids from the original or I guess like the prequel trilogy of Star Wars movies. Yep. Like that's cool. I want to learn more about those.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead we have, you know, Togaroki's whole family coming to coming to Dobby's rescue and they all have they all have an Undead Unluck face going on the whole time. It just and the art, you know, Horikoshi's art I'm not saying this is bad, like Horikoshi's art is obviously good, but this is my this is my issue with some my hero chapters where it's like there's so many just like fire, you know, this is all fire and ice blast and stuff. So everything just looks super grimy, Um, even down to like how the, the paneling is done. Like it's, you know, all the lines are like real sketchy, kind of wiggly, which I guess, you know, that's the point. But I just, I, I don't like aesthetically how it looks.
1: Yeah, personally, I'm not as like averse to it, but I think mm-hmm. it's like he overdoes it with the yeah. same effect. Mm-hmm. Like every... Every panel over the past year has just been somebody
0: screaming. <laughs> <laughs> someone screaming, someone super dirty. <laughs> like, yeah. There's this panel on page eight that I guess it's the, the mom or something like that. His face is just like completely disfigured with cross hatching all over it. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, you know, like, obviously I think Horikoshi is like one of the top three, if not like the best, just like pure artists in the mm-hmm. magazine right now. Yeah. But yeah, I want to see him like. I feel like his art is actually at its peak right now, but he's drawing stuff that I don't want to see. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I actually kind of liked his Barrage series that was canceled at 20 chapters. Mm. And that was, like, in a sci fi setting. Mm -hmm. I think he draws really cool, like, robots and, like, Star Wars inspired locales. Like, even a lot of the locations in My Hero Academia are named after, like, planets and stuff from Star Wars. Mm. So, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, the series could be pretty cool had it been set in space or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, daydreaming of Horikoshi moving on to something else because that's really what he needs to do at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, if if Kishimoto's space series is anything to go by, uh, we don't uh, need true. that. <laughs>
1: yeah, sci-fi, I guess, doesn't
0: really tend to do super
1: well in Shonen Jump. Which is no, a shame.
0: We haven't really had one since, I guess, Dr. Stone is kind of sci-fi-ish, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah, I guess since then we haven't really haven't really had one. Um, Or, like, I guess, I don't know, Promise Neverland is kind of, kind of not. It, you know, teeters on I, that. Yeah. I do think you're blocking out the memory
1: of um, that one recent series about the mom who was, like, Earth turned Child. into... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> man <laughs> talk about bad series yeah i take everything back we don't ever need another sci-fi series and shonen jump
0: no not at all uh, our final color page goes to cypher academy uh cypher academy good on it for getting a color page it's uh just pure nonsense right now cypher academy i was reading it to- today and i was like this feels like uh uh like you know metal gear solid or something this is a uh, man i can't I can't remember the Metal Gear Solid guy's name, but that's like, this is his manga series. Oh, yeah. He and and nisio have so, you know, so much uh, overlap here where it's just like, this is just pure, like, style just everywhere, and the story is just complete nonsense. But man, it looks cool. I like what they're doing, even if I just can't be asked to get in the weeds with them. Like I'll I'll just yeah, watch is- I'll <laughs> watch from afar while while and rolls around in in the muck. <laughs> this is
1: basically this basically is like a Kojima yes, production. Yep. <laughs> Although there are parts of this that like, once again, I agree with you, I have no idea what's going on. But parts of this reminded me of persona just based on like mm-hmm. the visual style and, Yeah,
0: definitely. Um
1: and because I like kind of have no idea what's going on. I'm very cool with him just introducing like a whole handful of characters within a single chapter like Mm -hmm. very cool with me yep um I definitely couldn't give this series more than like a seven out of ten in good conscience just because Mm -hmm. like I'd have to be able to really like close read it to even understand what's going on but like I'm cool just checking out Mm -hmm. what's going on every week
0: this is yeah back to the the gaming comparison this is the seven out of ten game that it's like this is seven out of ten because it is flawed but like you should check it out just for like the ridiculousness of it this is you know that that video game that you really like but you're like man it's got some some clunky stuff in here right like the the battle system's not quite right or it's like it's a little too hard to understand but if you put in the work it's pretty cool, or if you just, you know, shut your brain off. It it's it's a lot of fun. That that's what this is.
1: <laughs> yeah. With this you either have to like shut your brain off or completely like pop Adderall <laughs> every day and like dedicate dedicate
0: like time every day to studying it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You have to go to Cypher Academy class. <laughs> um in the number one spot, Sakamoto days. Uh I think you said it last week but I'm a little bit bored with this Sakamoto Days arc too. I'm ready to I'm ready to to be done with this. Uh you know, we we've been in this flashback just a little too long.
1: I agree. Like I don't know. I think Sakamoto Days feels a little too like a little too shonen for me, especially because I think with its art style and concepts, it could be like something a bit more maybe something a bit darker or more like cerebral. Mhm. But as it stands, it's kind of just people hitting each other. Yeah. Which isn't
0: bad, mm-hmm. but...
1: And especially this arc, too.
0: There hasn't been, like, a bunch of, like... You know, Sakamoto days usually does a good job, of like, throwing these kind of goofy moments. And we've had people, like, making jokes, but there's nothing that, like, visually is that, like... You know, there's no, like, visual gags, really, that are going on other than, like... Oh, Sakamoto reached through the ground to grab this guy's legs, which, yeah. you know, is, like, silly, but it's yeah like you said it's just people punching each other in the face and like cool action scenes which can carry me through a good portion of uh, sakamoto day's arcs but that's all this one has been for like 10 weeks now yeah and i also i just don't really care for uh this guy's backstory me either like
1: i i'm i feel like it's another series where i kind of turn my brain off and just sort of watch it happen but Mm -hmm. i'm not really like reading it yeah i'm just sort of like (laughs) letting it pass through my field of vision for five minutes
0: yep (laughs) yep i'm just i'm just waiting through sakamoto days (laughs) um at number two akana man so i actually read this chapter this morning it's so this might be my favorite akana chapter i thought this one was incredible i also quite like
1: this color page which looks like a poster you'd see in a pack sun
0: yes it it does absolutely yeah the uh with the the like lightning blue shading on the legs and stuff yeah yeah
1: i do like the i forget her like senpai's name but the dude with Mm -hmm. the black slip-on vans that's like a totally like
0: mall core fit that i'm all about Mm -hmm. you look sick yep absolutely but yeah man i thought this chapter was sick any of these where we get like her parents involved or something like that i just think are super cool because it's so different from what you normally get from like you know uh like family and kind of uh you know like teacher student uh relationships and stuff in manga like these people all feel like pretty genuine right and like the way that they talk mm. about people and like you can tell that they all like sort of look up to her dad which is a character we haven't like really seen so it is a little bit of like a you know how people talk about um what's his name uh Gone's dad in hunter hunter i feel like it's pretty yeah. similar to this too where everyone's just like yeah your dad your dad is so dope <laughs> but we don't you know we don't see him for 360 (laughs) chapters
1: yeah i'm like thinking about this and about blue box Mm -hmm. and it seems like a lot of these new uh shonen series that are doing pretty well um actually have protagonists whose parents are still alive
0: which is kind of unusual within the like history of shonen jump Mm -hmm. yeah yeah everyone's parents are either yeah like dead or just like gone and kind of like written out of the story completely like you know uh, my hero have we seen uh, have we seen deku's mom in in years I Yeah.
1: <laughs> cuz here like we kind of get this idea like oh like what happened to Akane's, Akane's dad like did he mm-hmm. disappear or something and then it's like oh uh, no he's just like kind of depressed i guess
0: yeah he's just you know he got kicked out of the manga or not the manga the uh the rakugo school and he's like i don't really want to talk about that which i mean you know fair enough right like (laughs) you know I i don't want to talk about my old jobs either exactly um but yeah i thought this i thought this chapter was was great i love all of the uh like that section where it's just kind of like going panel by panel of like people talking about her dad and like they're all kind of the, the same size and you know the, the art in this is, is great as usual. This was just a this was a really good chapter. I I love yeah. this one. And plus we get our, our usual like little chibi reaction ones with uh Akane yes. where I, I forget that she has like the, the two toned hair sometimes. Yeah, that that kinda got me off guard too. <laughs> <laughs> um next up we have blue box at number three another just great chapter here this one was uh this one was so good we get i love you know taiki gets his response from chinatsu and then towards the end he's like man i can't wait to see chinatsu senpai but i also <laughs> don't want to see her because, <laughs> because i'm gonna her this can we talk text <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and then she hit him with she hit him with a sure with a period at the end yeah, that's which kind of brutal doesn't bode well but no. then also since the if because since i'm rereading it for my book club mm-hmm. i like got to the part where they go on that date to the aquarium oh yeah and then taiki's like uh, or chinatsu's like i'm gonna send you the aquarium's like official line sticker mm-hmm. if i feel like i need to talk to you while we're at home Mm. And this is that line sticker oh, right shit. There from like seventy-five chapters ago. So well, I guess that
0: bodes somewhat well for him. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, good thing you're you're <laughs> rereading it. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I recognize that line sticker. Um, <laughs> but I kind of like how this chapter is just like literally all taiki moping and reminiscing Mm -hmm. and then in the meantime we just see like the other characters
0: in the series doing their own thing Mm -hmm. yep also like how we get the uh the hakane ekiden on the on the tv that's pretty sick we need we need the running manga jump please (laughs) like cut out do retry give me the running manga it'll be so good (laughs) there's so many ways you can do it i didn't even notice that that's Mm -hmm. that's cool yep you can you can have it so that when track season starts, <clears throat> you throw in other events, you can have a little a couple chapters on the pole vaulter or something on the team, man, do it, jump. I'm I'm begging. Yeah, like
1: what what do you think so if they had to come up with like a protagonist that you know has their like you know weird past or like flaw, mm-hmm. what what would what would the runner's like past or weakness be?
0: Man. He has
1: like IT band syndrome and, <laughs> you know, he, he writhes in pain every time he runs a long distance. But then like that's his, his secret is that he always keeps running. He, he never walks.
0: Yep. Or yeah, his weakness would probably be like the kid who just goes too hard on every run. Right. So like yeah. he shows up freshman that, year. That's realistic. He shows up freshman year and they're like training. He's like trying to race all the upperclassmen on just like an easy run and gets like, you know, gets like out super quick and has to like has to figure that out how to how to not go super hard all the time it'd be something like that too man yeah i mean i i love uh run with the wind the anime i've watched it multiple times uh yeah wish wish we got that translated in english over here only one volume has been scanlated please someone pick that back up (laughs) uh but yeah need need a running manga that would be so sick i i very much agree
1: and there'd be like if we got uh koji miura doing the artwork we'd have some pretty awesome like drawings of gear shoes Mm -hmm. water bottles like i need koji
0: miura to actually be the one to do it too Mm -hmm. exactly plus i feel like it wouldn't be that hard because you could you could kind of just phone it in on some of the background sometimes right like if you're on a track track back yeah. around, gotta be super easy or like in the roads you just draw a little bit of trees they're just like running running past trees that's, that's true easy you can you can make it easier on yourself and the uniforms not super complex that's true just shorts and a tank top every yep. time mm-hmm. yeah let's let's do it come on jump <laughs> um next up we have tenmaku cinema uh i don't have anything really new to say on tenmaku cinema um i'm i'm liking it uh but you know, I just I feel like I feel like most of my thoughts on Tenmaku Cinema I've said the past few weeks. Yeah, I agree. It's really
1: it's fun. It's mm-hmm. somewhere in that seven out of ten range. Maybe yeah. going, maybe trending upward. I'm mm-hmm. liking it more and more as yeah. it goes on. But it's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it.
0: We did. Uh, we did get the artist going back to his etchy past a little bit with the oh, uh, yeah. with this chapter. That. Yeah, I was like, my man couldn't he he. <laughs> he restrained himself for five chapters and was like i gotta I got break loose this is the real me <laughs> yeah. which you know what I, yeah. I kind of respect it'd be like i i couldn't ask yabuki to go five chapters without you know drawing someone in a bikini either so you, you know, exactly you, you they, do you man
1: yeah yudo sakuda has his artist like chained up in 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 the like uh studio yeah. he's like i'm not like, I'm only letting you out to draw safer work <laughs> illustrations.
0: Yep, yeah, I mean, he's
1: yeah, he's he's he's
0: breaking free.
1: <laughs> I do like this intro <laughs> now that I'm actually looking at the uh chapter. I do love this title page where we got our two main characters dressed up as like British colonial hunters with like a dog oh, and oh man, yeah, like checkered suits. <laughs> very weird <laughs> i really dig it yeah that's the cool it's the art in the series is good it's very oh, good mm-hmm.
0: absolutely and i mean even the you know the girls on the next page like the girls uh like outfit that is sick got the big puffy sleeves and stuff the romper on that's a cool look
1: <laughs> yeah like i definitely think food wars have a more gripping story up front but mm-hmm. i think this one's got the better art overall
0: yeah, this has a this has a style to it which I, I appreciate. Yeah um next up we have uh, do retry man so all the stuff we said about that last week or the week before still stands. the one thing I will say is you know after reading neway's Exorcist I not that I uh, you know I'm gonna <laughs> like prop do retry up a little bit but I'm like, you know what at least do retry is like a kind of original idea i know that like you know there's plenty of boxy manga and there have been plenty of boxy manga over the years but like there's not that many out right now at least not like exorcist yeah. series so like points to this person for for going from a generic exorcist series to them making something that's like at least we don't have 10 of these a year kind of deal so you know what b- props to you for, uh, for for trying something a little bit different in a a unique setting too you know you don't see post post post-war setting that often either so you know i I will uh, i will tip my hat to them a little bit
1: and also these chapters do have some similarities as well like both chapters show a high school student being brutally (laughs) like beaten by a gang (laughs) and this in this sense they do a much better job of it because Instead of just like sort of showing this guy get like bullied off screen, dude gets literally hit by, hit a, by car, a car, man. Shot mm-hmm. with a pistol. <laughs> like they're swinging swords at him. There's like an angry mob of people chasing him through the streets, mm-hmm. being cheered. Like the just passerby's are like cheering on the mob, <laughs> idolizing the yakuza. Yep. Like I kind of I kind of like that element of it where. Like the people of the city actually really like like the mob, mm-hmm. even though they're kind of supposed to be the villains here. I'm not really sure what they're going for with that, but like, there's some interesting stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's necessarily a good enough writer to like pull this off,
0: but this well, is definitely an improvement over
1: the last like chapter.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll let him try. Yeah. That's a that's a good point. the The idea of the yak is a sort of like being for the people is yeah is is cool that's kind of neat yeah if 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 he can uh really kind of delve into that some more that that could be interesting
1: yeah it's another concept that like since i've been reading a lot of older manga i think there are a lot more series like back in the day where the yakuza are like you know they're kind of bad guys but you're supposed to empathize with them a little bit
0: Mm -hmm. That, that also seems like a bit of a throwback yeah um next up jujutsu kaisen i don't really have any notes on jujutsu kaisen this this felt like a you know this was a jujutsu kaisen chapter to me uh there were there were some cool panels near the end of like uh everyone kind of getting together um that are fun you know we get to see little panda again that's cool we get uh what's his name inumaki is that the guy who uh has to speak in like code or whatever um yeah that guy's cool so cool to see everyone sort of like back clowning around that's what i those are the you know jiu moments i really like but you know it just felt like a we're going to battle
1: chapter yeah this made me really upset that they sealed gojo for so long because i feel like he's really the glue that holds this whole group together in terms Mm -hmm. of like chemistry and without him you know they just it doesn't feel as interesting yeah so i'm really glad that he's back Mm -hmm. and i also liked that um there's like an ipad here with the results of the culling game i think <laughs> or it's like illegal fights that are happening i'm not really sure what that's all about but mm-hmm. that was
0: kind of cool yeah um next up is kill blue similar to tenmaku cinema i feel like we've talked about kill blue a decent amount lately yeah. so i don't really have anything else uh for it other than you know once again i've I like this. It does the Sakamoto days thing with just like kind of like one or two big goofy action moments a chapter. Um but well I guess this one had quite a few, but you know, I th- thought it was all right. I'm liking I'm liking Kill Blue. Let's uh let's see where it goes. Yeah, it's fun. Um mm-hmm. uh, number 5, Witch Watch? Uh let me see. I think I need to get a little bit refreshed on this one. Yeah. I think this one was so mostly like, them yeah. talking about how Morihito still has like this kind of or he's like i guess he's realizing that he likes um the witch girl and is like trying to sort of ignore it um i didn't care too too much for this chapter but it had some some decent moments
1: i'm just pissed they like spent so much time on this story like two whole chapters Mm -hmm. and then shows him like overcoming the curse but then it doesn't really do anything exactly like i feel like since we're so close to the end here i'm Mm -hmm. like
0: yeah, what's the point? Yeah, yeah, it didn't, it didn't get anywhere. Yeah, we do get our, our narrator at the end being like, you know, um, sort of talking like, you know, it's our humble hope that you'll continue to watch over them. But for this chapter, of the end, like, you know, it's, it seems like they're trying to hint that we're getting towards the end, maybe. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they've been doing that for like a year now. I'm yeah, exactly. So confused as to what's going
0: on. Hmm. I think Shinohara doesn't either. He's like, I'm just gonna let it go until like the week before i want to end it and then it's gonna be done yeah (laughs) which
1: i i respect he's i think he's just shocked that like the poll results are you know so good for him because they always do pretty well in the table
0: of contents Mm -hmm.
1: i feel like he didn't he didn't believe the series would be going (laughs) on this long
0: exactly yep um at number six is undead unluck uh series is in a just terrible spot right now they're man speaking of our sci-fi in space that's what they're doing and it's awful um (laughs) they they're being attacked by like these like space monster things and they're trying to figure out like how they're how the space monsters are like finding who to attack and they're saying like oh it's because of emotion they're they're feeding off emotion and there's like a an android boy And they're like, does he even have feelings? But the the things are going towards him. So they're like, if they're attacking him, that must mean he has the most emotions. Like, "Ah, oh my god, come on, dude! It just it's bad. It looks ugly. Once again, as I said earlier, you don't need to read Undead Unluck unless something about it just really you know makes you want to. In which case, you'll have an all right time. Um, number seven Ichinose family's deadly sins uh, big chapter from Ichinose is uh, I feel like a lot of stuff going on here we got he's coming out of the, the coma but he's kind of mad about it and then he stops the bully from like jumping off the building and stuff this is a jam-packed yeah. <laughs> Ichinose's chapter
1: yeah uh, I wish I wish I could read this one in like volume form yeah because there's like so much going on it takes forever to process mm-hmm. but I do really like the artwork definitely felt really like expressive this time around I like mm-hmm. the panel of the mom looking like totally haggard holding a bunch of fast food takeout bags yeah um, I sort of like this panel of Subasa waking up and like immediately screaming Mm -hmm. his mouth. The way his mouth drawn makes him sort of look like a Muppet.
0: (laughs) Yep. I also like how it seems they've kind of aged him up from how we'd normally seen him.
1: Yeah, I guess since he's been like asleep for four years, Mm -hmm. maybe like what we were seeing before was him four years ago and now Yeah. See, that's one thing that's like I feel like if you're in a coma for four years or like a really long amount of time, I've read that like, even if you do wake up from it, you kind of just like, like, obviously this isn't a reflection of real life, this manga, Mm -hmm. but like, you'd pretty much be like dead anyway. You'd be like incapable of doing anything.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say four years not moving stuff, dude, your body's gotta be like completely atrophied. Yeah, and, like, his hair
1: has just grown a little bit. Like, he's yeah. got a really big, like, swoop of, like, a huge cowlick. Mm-hmm. They've been getting him those cuts, it. dude. Yeah. They've, <laughs> like, got, the, they've he, got the barber in there. Yeah, they've got, like, somebody coming in there every day to do, like, a skincare mm-hmm. routine, feed yeah. him. <laughs> he, he looks pretty healthy for having just been, like, stagged. Mm-hmm. like staying stagnant in a hospital bed for four years at this point he'd probably have like sepsis or something i don't think he'd survive this
0: yeah yeah that'd be yeah that's that's rough going
1: that said this was a fun chapter <laughs> that's just mm-hmm. what i was thinking about the whole time
0: yep yeah yeah it's like yeah sometimes there's chapters where you can't kind of separate the like you know your real world brain from from manga brain it's like yeah. ah, i can't can't really get past it so i i i, I get it <laughs> Um, next up, Mission Yozakura family. Uh, once again, man, don't care for where we're at right now, but we do see uh, Futaba for the first time in a while, and she yeah. doesn't really look any different. I'm not digging her design with the giant bonnet. Looks, uh, mm-hmm. looks a little weird. That said, uh, I think the series does
1: like visually overall look better than ever, and mm-hmm. I have been digging this arc more than previous ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. This one feels it's a little closer to some of the more slice of lifey moments that we we wanted from yep. from Yota fam. Um, at number nine, elusive samurai. I uh, don't have a lot to say on elusive samurai as usual, but we are getting. It seems like next chapter we're gonna get the death of the kind of this series, you know, residential koro sensei. So mm. that's kind of a a big deal. I wonder if he's gonna, you know, uh, work his way out of it like. Uh, like a Koro sensei, or if we really are going to get like a big, a big death here. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, number 10, me and Roboco, uh, man, I always forget what the me and Roboco chapters were. Oh, this one was pretty fun. It was Roboco trying to figure out like her, her big power. You know, she turns a uh, Gachi gorilla into a knee. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, you know, and then at the end, just, just decides to close Lina while holding, uh, the manly man dinner. Um, you know, just some some fun jokes out of out of RoboCo as usual. I do think this
1: art on the second to last page of her like standing looking like a Dragon Ball Z yep. character post attack
0: mm-hmm. is
1: honestly like great art. I think this series can have some like impressive style beyond the gag manga realm when it wants to.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm yeah yeah the the artist has has some chops yeah they just
1: like don't always have the opportunity to mm-hmm. even use them yeah but, like when they do like they're
0: like there for real well you can tell with the uh like the volume covers how good the oh, yeah. i mean i know they're just like completely aping or you know parodying another series but like the way they they're able to sort of do that and it not come across as like corny i think shows that there is some yeah. th- like there's a skill to that i feel like for sure. Um, number eleven, Fabricant One Hundred. I have no notes on Fabricant One Hundred. I've I've like basically checked out. I I read it and then it immediately leaves my brain. My brain. Yep. Same. Uh, number twelve, Mashal. Um, I feel like we're just getting more of the more of the fight with Mashal. Yeah,
1: it's also kind of in a spot where I like appreciate what's going on, mm-hmm. but at the same time, no longer really care about. It. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've reached this point that like every One Punch Man type series gets to where they've kind of thrown enough jobber villains at him to show like, yeah, he's untouchable. And now mm-hmm. they now they're kind of stuck in this point where they have to keep like increasing the power scaling of the villains. Yeah. And at the same time, that kind of takes away from the like comedy
0: and life of the series a bit. Mm hmm. Exactly, um, and then our final series here, Black Clover. I have no notes on Black Clover because we haven't had a chapter in weeks. Because um, it yeah. have been on a little mini hiatus, so you know, I I can't even get refreshed on on what we what we had done. Um, but you know, it's it's Black Clover. Like, what what are we? What am I gonna say about it? You know, I feel exactly. like <laughs> I feel like at this point, Black Clover, you're either in or you're out, or you know, whatever. It's 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 fine black clover is mm. you know i will say i think black clover is uh, it's better than the kind of the seven out of ten series in a sense like you know maybe i would rate it a seven out of ten but it's like you know check it out it it, it is a, a little bit higher yeah um yeah so that does it for week of Show and Jump this week next week we have color page by sakamoto day or uh, cover page sakamoto days color pages for blue box a uh, a one shot and then uh, Tanka favorite fabricant one hundred also gets a, a color page. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I guess now they're they're giving them their chapter eight or chapter seven color pages. Uh, you know about twenty chapters later.
1: Yeah. So I I feel like last week I was like, oh, that bodes well for Cipher Academy.
0: Now I'm like, I don't maybe not I don't really know if it means anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like they're they're throwing them a bone before they they chop it down. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that does it for weekly shonen jump and then we've uh briefly got a new uh we're gonna announce our new series which is uh son ikoku by rumiko takahashi um so that's a uh, her what second kind of big work is that right yeah so i feel like people
1: maybe you know takahashi for a different work but this one feels more like a deep cut
0: like mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's known by the heads but mm-hmm. it's definitely like not the first manga you think of or the second or third <laughs> yeah but um yeah she's most known for like inuyasha ranma one half mm-hmm. and um i guess the third would probably be Aruse yatsura which was yeah. her debut work that came out before this one mm-hmm. um most of those have now been uploaded to the viz manga app and I feel like we both agree that Mason Ikoku kind of fell into a decent chapter range where it yeah. wouldn't be like too short. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's like enough for us to talk about. Uh, so I'll give you like a little quick background on mm-hmm. this series and then we'll get into it a little bit deeper next time. But Rumiko Takahashi was born in 1957. And she, while she was attending the Japan Women's University, she also went to this thing called the Gekiga Sanjuku Manga School, which was taught by Kazuo Koike, the creator of the manga Lone Wolf and Cub.
0: I saw that Uh, on her Wikipedia or something like that, and I didn't realize that that, because people, you'll see people recommend that manga fairly frequently. I did not realize that it was like that old. Like I, cause me I've never too. actually like looked at it. I, I, I thought that Lone Wolf and Cub was just like, you know, whatever made in 2002 or something like that. But it's, it's like a, an OG series. Yeah. That, that was surprising me too. Cause the art style
1: doesn't feel super mm-hmm. old to me.
0: I wonder if maybe it had a recent anime uh, adaptation and that's why I think it, but I've always just kind of assumed it was a, a modern ish series. Yeah. Me too. That was, that was
1: interesting. Mm-hmm um so while she was in that club that gave her the opportunity to publish like a bunch of one shots and short stories through the university's comics magazine which got the attention of shoga Kukan, who wanted her to submit a story to weekly shonen sunday that story was called those selfish aliens which then sort of became the pilot episode for mega hit series Aruse Yatsura and that series although it was like in a shonen magazine resonated more with a college aged audience which like obviously she's basically just like writing for her own peers mm-hmm. and that sort of ethos translated to her next series Mason Ikoku which was which was inspired by her life living in a cramped apartment and working with her manga assistants. So like, even though um Aruse Yatsura is more of like a sci-fi ecchi comedy series, Mason Okoku is like set in the real world. It's about college students and it's more of like a sign in series, mm-hmm. even though a lot of the like comedy and storytelling is kind of translated over from the shonen world it definitely feels a bit more like adult mm-hmm. in all senses of the word yeah i
0: had i have yeah. i had no familiarity with uh Koku before we decided to do it like even you know even after we decided it i didn't look into it at all i was like we'll just we'll just see what it is so i'm i'm pretty excited for it
1: <laughs> yeah and this one like even though it's not one of her more famous works, at least in the West, like, mm-hmm. it did pretty well. It ran for seven years from 1980 to 87, and it did get an anime adaptation, but I think it's overshadowed because, like, it was preceded by Uruse Atsura, which is huge, yeah. and then followed up by Ranma Half and Inuyasha,
0: which are, like, legendary level mm-hmm. series. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Um, excited to get something a, a little bit different than our, our normal, just like pure shonen actiony kind of stuff that we've had, uh, you know, so, so far. So I think that'll be, that'll be, uh, pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I guess this one's not really even shonen jump, but mm-hmm. I think we're sort of transitioning from a Shonen Jump podcast to like a Viz a Viz podcast.
0: Yeah, for real. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, Viz Viz hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the viz, enter the Vizverse. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um. All right. Well. Yeah. So that'll do it for us this week. Jude, do, do you have any updates on stuff you've been reading this week or anything like that?
1: Uh yeah, so I made it. I'm almost at the end of Hide and Closer, which is another like Viz series that I've been reading.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I had oh like decent hopes for it at first because I liked the sort of um Zach Bell style puppet combat. Yeah, of the series, but man, it sucks, and <laughs> it's a real slog to get through. <laughs> but it's also really short, so I feel like I gotta finish it.
0: Yeah, it's like at but this point, I'm why not? Like, not? Yeah.
1: Uh, so that's that's been a bit of drag, but I also mentioned reading uh, Stop Hibara a couple weeks ago, which is by sort of like legendary late seventies, early eighties mangaka, Iguchi Hisashi, who's probably like better known just for his illustrations and advertising work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did like a really famous in Japan Denny's campaign that like made the restaurant a huge deal over there. But I've been mentioning that I was really interested in checking out his series uh, *Suzume Pirates, which ran in Shonen Jump from like 1978 to like the early eighties, which is, um, it's just like a sort of comedy, like rom-com baseball themed series that's never been translated. But I managed to actually cop uh, like huge, anthology copy of the series online for a somewhat reasonable price and even though i can't read it i've just been looking at the illustrations Mm -hmm. and man it's like it's some of the best manga art i've ever seen that's awesome there's all there's all these like um illustrations of major league baseball players in like america Mm -hmm. and there's one that I like opened to yesterday while the Yankees and Reds game is going <laughs> on. That shows Pete Rose and Reggie Jackson together, like in one image. Mm-hmm. But there's also a bunch of cool, like, then contemporary pop culture references. Like, there's one that has all the characters in the series lined up, looking like that famous craftwork album cover. Um, oh, there, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like a parody of the alien title card with like the cracking egg there's a bunch of like other baseball players too from the west like dave parker another Pete rose where he is like playing for the phillies just like so many like cool gags and pop culture references everywhere in this thing it's so cool
0: that's awesome yeah we need the we need the the translation
1: yeah I'll, I'll scan it i just need someone who speaks japanese to do the hard stuff for me
0: yeah there we go <laughs> um yeah i don't have any updates really on stuff that i've been reading i didn't do a whole lot of uh outside reading this uh this week um other than like chipping away a little more of vagabond and i started up a couple other things reading like a chapter or two so but nothing that i have real real notes on those so maybe maybe more updates next time um all right Jay before we head out, do you have any uh, any last minute recommendations for us?
1: Hmm. um I would say <laughs> I think I've mentioned this last time too, but like hisashi Iguchi that's my new favorite mangaka just like mm-hmm. look up any of his work and even if you're not like reading it because you can't do just like a master class in cartoon illustration mm-hmm. and might might be like top five ever to do it
0: nice yeah I, I i like the uh bold statements from stuff that we can't read that's uh, exactly <laughs> i feel like that's yeah, i feel like that's in the the, the tonkaban spirit <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> um yeah my recommendation this week uh i think i've recommended this on the show before but uh play that dragon quest 11 it is it's a lot of fun that's what i've been doing these past couple weeks is trying to finish that up and man I, it's it's so sick it's just it has auto battle like you yeah, so just though, like ge- nice. just like general enemies and stuff just put the auto battle on it's great you're just playing <laughs> it like a movie it's fantastic like you know, because there's a, you'll see people sometimes they're like, oh, the auto battle, blah, blah, blah. It's like, man, in Pokemon, there gets to be a certain point where you're not thinking. You're just clicking flamethrower every attack, like, you know, yeah. trying to grind for that Pokemon you want or something like that. So, like, why does it matter if you're the one clicking flamethrower or if the game is just, like, clicking it for you? It doesn't it doesn't matter at all. Just do, put the <laughs> auto battle on, put the battle speed up all the way, fly through it it's great it's a it's a manga it's an anime story like through and through it's it's you know it's one piece in video game form man dragon quest 11 super good would be a, a top five series in shonen jump
1: <laughs> on that same note i'll leave with like to be I'll, I'll just be like the millionth person to tell people you know play legend of zelda tears mm-hmm. of the kingdom i don't have enough time to really talk about how much i've been enjoying it Maybe yeah next time but man it's it's so good yeah Definite every- improvement over breath of the wild in like every way nice
0: yeah every one of my switch friends list is uh still playing <laughs> it so yeah um i'm excited yep. to check that out one day <laughs> once, I've, <laughs> once i've ground through this backlog all right well yeah that does it for us uh this week next week we'll be covering issue number 26 of week with shonen jump and then uh uh guess doing volumes one and two of uh masoni koku so you know if you want to follow along uh you know grab those volumes or run from the library get that viz app you know check them out we'll yeah we'll we'll all read it together so yeah thanks for listening no Mm -hmm. no need to resort to piracy this time unlike a
1: lot of the other series we've been doing
0: no exactly yeah yeah it's two bucks a month we'll be done in. i think there's what 10 volumes so we'll have five weeks something like that yeah so, it's so it's so cheap you'll still feel like you're sticking it to the man anyway exactly yep <laughs> yeah so so check that out follow along with us and uh yeah thanks for listening as usual hit us with the uh, the reviews on spotify or apple or wherever and yeah we'll see you uh, next week